The Unstuff America podcast is hosted by the most organized man in America, Andrew Mellon. Listen in for Andrew's take on America's clutter crisis. From guns to gold, he dives deep into America's self-destructive obsession with possession and how that impacts the American dream. Get real-life tools and strategies to take responsibility, set yourself free, and live your values every day. And now, Andrew Mellon. Hello and welcome to another episode of Unstuff America. I am really excited about today's guest, Jacqueline Green. She's a good friend, and she is also the founder of The Great Parenting Show, where she has worked with over 30,000 parents on all the issues that surround being a great parent. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thank you. So excited to be here with you, Andy. Oh, excellent. Great. So you're a parenting expert. You're a parent yourself. Those are some, those are some facts, but, and tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what, what work looks like for you? What's your home life like? Do you live alone or with other people? So that we just get a context for you and your relationship to stuff, both prefer- personally and professionally. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I am a parenting educator who really identifies with coming from disaster to master. Okay. And you are talking <laughs> to me. Yeah, because I sort of, and oh my goodness, like clutter, overwhelm in all sorts of possible ways. And really, you know, marital, massive challenges, etc. And I am now an empty nester. My youngest moved out recently, and wow. so both my children are out in the world. And it is a phenomenal feeling, and phenomenal to feel like I know that I did a great job with them, and that my kids, like all kids, are going to have some issues in their life, and that in spite of some really challenging situations. I've come to a really peaceful place with it all, which is beautiful. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna. And speaking of stuff, I'm in the process. Thank you. I'm in the process of finalizing decluttering their stuff. Wow. As well as mine, because I the marital home has been sold, and I'm I'm actually just divorced now, and the marital home's been sold, and I'm going to end up in a probably two or three bedroom condo. So a dramatic transition from a couple thousand square foot house with five bedrooms plus a den, right? In the wow. Suburbs. Yeah. So that's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's so crazy liberating. I thought of you quite a few times because you've got that great mantra, you know, what comes in goes out and good heavens. In this case, there's lots of stuff that came in over the years that, that really one thing should have been going out at the same time. Because right. Definitely found some pockets of, hoarding that I didn't realize we had. And it's lovely getting rid of the stuff. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. Mm, cool. Great. So tell me, um, what about your parents? Do you have folks, uh, are your parents alive? Yeah. And so that's an interesting thing. Your mom, if you're listening, I, I love you. And I don't mean this critically, but um, my mom, I get that you know, clutter is a mindset that we end up inheriting. And my mom's in a quite big house that, that because it's so big, it, you don't see the clutter too badly, but right. but I feel for it because I know it weighs her down, lots of the, the clutter. My father's also alive, and I don't know as much about his clutter situation, but yeah, I'm blessed to have both parents alive. And so two kids who are out of the house and, and my parents who are still healthy and, and doing well. Right, good. I, and I always ask that question, and I explain it to the listeners because for those of us in that sandwich generation, right, with yeah. older parents and possibly younger children, now your kids are somewhat independent and mm-hmm. still 
there's stuff coming from both directions, right? We have our own things that we're doing, plus possibly, I mean, whatever's coming up with your kids. And as your parents age, there's going to be stuff on that end as well. And I think often when we're doing the math around time, we tend to discount the impact that being in the sandwich generation is actually creating, right? I mean, you, we, we have the illusion of I'm autonomous. It's just about me and my stuff. And as long as my stuff's taken care of, it's fine. But the reality is if you've got parents and they have stuff, it's eventually going to become your stuff. You know, unless they're, unless they're super organized and take care of it before they leave. And they never know when they're going to leave, right? I mean, unless the clock is ticking, there's a terminal illness or something. Yes. They could be here until they're 112 or they could leave in next week, you know, God forbid. But it could be either way. So we, we don't know what's going to happen there. And likewise with the kids, we're happy they're off in the world and they're now doing whatever they're doing, but they might show up with their tail between their legs and like, hey, mommy, can I crash here for a while? And by the way, I have everything that's in the back of my Subaru. Can I bring that in and put that in my room too? So it's just always helpful to to allot for that because when we're trying to manage the time, the 24 hours in the day, it's easy to get swept up in in a, mm. in a blinder kind of mentality and, and underestimate. And then the story kicks in and then you start to feel like, oh, I can't, I can't win. I can't make headway. But you didn't account for everything that you were trying to manage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. And I have literally had that thought about my mom's stuff as I sure. am aware sure. at some point. And that's partly from having the experience with my mom's as well. And, and it's amazing what a job that can be a fan. Yes, so, right. Yeah. Exactly. All right, great. So tell us, um, what inspires you? What are you really passionate about? I am super inspired by the way we can grow and change and the way that we don't have to accept that, you know, PTSD is a thing everyone's called, knows post-traumatic stress disorder. Most people are aware of it. People don't know near as much about post-traumatic growth or it's, it's very little known sister. And I'm indebted to Kelly and Jane McGonigal for this, this information post ecstatic growth that we actually can choose a challenge and by rising up to that challenge like climbing Everest or tackling that mound of stuff in your house right. and with the cluttered place you can choose a growth pattern and choose to be a dramatically happier person for encountering that mess and, and you know attacking it head on and I think the mountain of stuff is a better analogy than Everest because most people have at least a small mountain of stuff to tackle yeah, yes, and not everybody is um, interested or willing to climb Mount Everest, literally climb, 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 climb Mount Everest, right? All right, well, so that's great. Thank you for sharing that, and I love the idea of um, uh, ecstatic growth and uh, post-traumatic growth as, as, as catalysts for positive change in our lives, right? I mean, something happened, whether it was traumatic or, or it was significant enough that there was mm -hmm. something but then the pivot and how we view it is, is awesome to think that it can be reframed, right? More narrative, more narrative yes. that uh, it's, a, it's a story in which you're the victim or it's a story in which you're the hero. Exactly. And, and I think the story around being overwhelmed and being, you know, too much stuff, e even the story about, you know, even if you are a sandwich generation and, and you're in, experiencing that right now, it is amazing how much of that clutter, as you know, comes from in our head and comes yes. from our attitude about it. And so for me, you know, the first time I left my husband, I went to a woman's shelter 
and that I, is relevant to mention just because I had a genuinely very challenging marriage. And while we reconciled after four months and there were many strengths to staying and many benefits of staying, if I hadn't found the concept of post-traumatic growth, I would have just spent the time in victimhood. And that's right. the classic. In abusive type relationships, both people are actually arguing for victimhood. Yeah. And which is the crazy thing, right? And so we get that way. It's just a natural human condition that we can sink into that around our stuff, around our time, feel a victim of our time, feel like we can't change the things that are important to us. And, you know, really, that's a story, as, as you so aptly point out. Yeah, cool. So dovetailing off of that perfectly. So what really upsets you? What pisses you off? <laughs> people who are stuck, people who feel that they're stuck and, and, I literally do work on this belief that I have, you know, that people shouldn't be stuck um, and people shouldn't be suffering, but it does drive me nuts when I see people who arguably had less challenging situations than I did and are less happy. And, and it drives me nuts because I feel for them. I really, right. and, and I want them to be out of pain. I want for our world, for those people to be out of pain because when we're stuck, we're not actually able to show up and and be the person we're meant to be in the world and that doesn't just hurt us it really hurts the world around us yeah no that's beautiful i mean and and i relate completely i mean i giving given my own journey to here wherever here is right um it's it's really hard for me to comprehend if i manage to get through everything that i got through i mean it it doesn't make me spe it it it's the opposite of, I don't feel special. I feel mm. average in that sense of like, so if I can do it, why can't you, right? I mean, if, if you're in this place where you're complaining about being unhappy, about the circumstances of your life, about the situation, so even beyond the circumstances, right? The situation of your life, that you've got too much stuff, uh, you, you're having challenges doing the math around your time and all of that. It, this is, none of this is complicated. And B, if I manage to get out of, you know, my childhood alive and all of the things that I did to, to show up here. Is it about willingness? Is it about capacity? What is it that has you stuck and unhappy and complaining? Because there's, I know that there are opportunities and alternatives because my life should have been like that. I should have been miserable and unhappy and alone and, uh, unsuccessful right i mean i didn't have i didn't i didn't have things laid out that was that it was a it was a golden path to success for me yeah I, I had to find my way through the woods to get to where i am and i'm not i'm not there's nowhere that i've arrived it's not like i'm someplace but the idea is i'm happy and i can care for myself in a world of you know that is benevolent at times, indifferent at times, not really, I don't really believe that the world is malevolent. I just think it's indifferent or benevolent, depending on who you're in relationship with. I mean, people can be malevolent, but I think the universe, you know, the trees fall, they fall. They're not, I, they're not out to get you. I mean, the falling tree wasn't targeting you when it fell. The lightning wasn't targeting you to, to, to strike you down. You happen to be wearing metallic clothing or be standing in a puddle of water or be next to a piece of metal. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, the universe I don't feel is out to get us. It's, it's at most, you know, just pretty neutral and we're just another life form that's on the planet or based on our relationships, 
there's opportunity for magnificent, spectacular things to occur mm-hmm. again on that neutral palette. Yeah, and, and what I see is, you know, at the same time that what drives me nuts is people being stuck. What I also realize is, you know, how richly some of us have been blessed. Yeah. And I 100% resonate with, I say to people, it's the tools that I've used, you know, all, and I've been blessed to discover. And this is where post-traumatic growth and post-ecstatic growth are both important to think about. Because if we're not choosing a challenge that is growing us, you know, like decluttering our lives or, right. and, or having a challenge, like a traumatic experience, like my, my marriage and my parenting was going so poorly, it broke me open and it made me willing to try new things. Up until then, I was just getting by, doing the best I knew how, and I really didn't believe change was possible. I did not. So it took me being cracked open. And, you know, so many people, Leonard Cohen talks about that beautiful, you know, the wasabi love idea as well, of a crack is where the light cuts in, where the right. beauty gets in. I got cracked open. And what I try to do is share that as widely as I can to say to people, it's not your life is happy because of your decision to crack yourself open or to go with the fact that your life is cracking open, right? Post-growth is you choosing to crack yourself open and try something that's going to stress you right out, right? Potentially. But in that stress process, it's like coal becoming a diamond. It needs that pressure. So pressure and stress is not, it's not our enemy. It actually can be greatly our friend. Yes. Oh, excellent. Great. So on a scale from one to 10, one being the least organized and 10 being completely organized, where would you place yourself? I would place myself at an eight. All right. And it's interesting because if I walked around my house right now because I'm in the middle of decluttering and and getting rid of stuff, (laughs) you you might wonder about that. But I would place myself at an eight at least because of my ability to stay quite organized and keep moving forward despite lots of things going on personally you know, in my life that have been really intense, even in the three and a half years since I left my husband the second time. And so it's really cool because I am organized enough that I'm able to continue to work full time and just keep moving forward and finding a lot of joy in the process, not, not just waiting for the end. Right. right. Excellent. Okay, good. Um, uh, what was the last thing excluding food or consumables that you purchased? Do you remember? Um, can it be business-wise? Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. Okay, cool. Because two things come to mind right away. And the one that was probably the absolute last was a retreat to go and do the work. Oh, excellent. And, and I went, drove down to Seattle, Washington and did the work. And it was very, very, very cool to have that four days of decluttering my brain. Sure. Okay. So that was, um, so that was a, you, you purchased an experience. Yes, Great. absolutely. And, and it is cool because I put a lot of emphasis on experience, you know, business workshops, or in this case, that's a business and personal. Because right, I sure, of course. Use that tool with my, the parents who I work with because it's so phenomenal for decluttering their brains and getting oh, yeah. them to be less stressed. And what my experiences with parents after working at this for like 17 plus years now is that I can tell parents exactly what to do, exactly how to say it. But if they're looking at their kids saying, I've screwed you up, I'm a horrible mother, you're going to be in jail, you know, whatever, because the kids stole something, so we we leap to all sorts of conclusions. 
they bring the wrong energy to right. what I'm telling them to do. And so the most important thing is that mindset piece, which is why I was doing the work. Yeah. And just to clarify for everybody, the work is actually Byron Katie's work. It's her. Yes. Um, so for, if you don't know who Byron Katie is, you can Google her. Byron K-A-T-I-E. She's phenomenal. And the work is her, her work. So awesome. Great. So uh, uh, what was the last thing that you let go of? Do you remember? <laughs> well, I'm letting go of so many things. I'm literally out of here in a week. Um, good heavens. Well, I left you once one thing that literally went out of the house with the last pile of stuff two days ago. Um, a bag, a, a Tupperware box full of gift bags. I couldn't believe how over <laughs> 20 years of having kids, most of those gift bags were from presents received. Yes. And it was like saving a, them, thinking that you're going to use them when you re-gift something. When you give, when the next time somebody goes do. to a party, I'm going to. Oh, I've got all those bags I could use again. I forget I even have them. Right. So the person who was helping me on Sunday, I just said, "Take them, take them with you, please," because she said, "I know so and so would use these." Awesome, take them. Excellent. Very good. All right, great. Um, uh, with your work, with your practice, um, uh, do you? Talk to me about how you see organization and simplifying influencing your choices. Well, it is really interesting because I have come over the years to get really peaceful as a business owner. You're constantly hearing, you know, as a parenting educator who cares about parents and is cared enough to want to learn how to market to reach parents, you can do so many things. You can be on so many social media and you can just waste all your time. And so I concentrated on like one social media at, at this point and just doing Facebook. That's my, my focus. I'm concentrating on just a few things that I do and doing them well. Right. And for the last two years, I actually backed off a year and a half ago and focused on developing a small group coaching program. Oh. And for a while just said, that's what I'm going to do because I could do that well but not that well and continue to run the shows the way I've been doing them over the years, right? So Got I took it. a hiatus in order to focus and, and get something done that now when I, I have a book coming up in the next year, when my book is out, I've got all that stuff developed when I'm going to be more busy traveling and speaking, right? Oh, that's awesome. Great. Cool. Um, if you could change one thing about the world today, what would that be? Hmm... It really would be, I would like, and so this is really interesting because I'm born in the States, grew up in Canada, have a Canadian accent apparently. Yes. How you don't <laughs> but, but it's really Just interesting. Sli it's very slight. It's almost, it's, it's almost imperceptible. Imperceptible. There you go. <laughs> Just don't ask me to say a vote, right? Exactly. But it's really interesting because I- Or process. Exactly. <laughs> Although I say some words American, so that's fun right. too. Um, so then my kids give me a hard time. But it's interesting looking at even, for example, the U.S. political situation. What I really wish for everyone and what I found so phenomenally powerful from diving more into the work, I actually used to do cognitive behavioral therapy before, which also helps you work on your thoughts and, and took me from clinically depressed and really suicidally depressed when my kids were little because my marital situation was challenging enough, I wanted to leave. I really felt it was hopeless and realized I couldn't do that to my kids. CBT got me really from profoundly depressed to good, more often than not. The work's going good to great. And even with my ex, so, so to use an analogy of my ex 
to how some people feel about you know the political divide. You can feel so horrified and abhorrent feelings towards the opposite political persuasion and the things that are happening and all that. Coming to see my part has been so crazy phenomenal because when I'm, and I've actually talked about this with the parents in my group, groups, that if you are um, working with, say a family member, US Thanksgiving's coming, right? We've had yep. our Canadian, your Thanksgiving is coming. And you think on the Thanksgiving, at Thanksgiving table, if you've got extended family members who you don't see often, who are really happy or sad, you know, they're the opposite persuasion of you politically. Mm -hmm. um, you, the thoughts you're having about them, the violent thoughts in your head, and I can absolutely identify to violent thoughts with my ex, including wanting him dead. There are times where I've had the thought, I wish he would die. There are times I've thought I could kill him. Right, right? of course. And, and coming to peace, recognizing that in myself, recognizing my part, has done so much for bringing peace to me. And from that peaceful place, you are much more influential. So the fact of the matter is if you've got a family member who has a vehemently opposed position to you, if you take the time to listen to them and you really understand where they're coming from, your chances, you can't do it though just for this reason. If you only listen to them with the desire to change them, right. they're gonna feel that energy. But if you genuinely can get into an open, curious place about why are they believing this? And if you can go all the way to, if I was that person, their DNA, their family experience, their friends, their everything, I'd be them. I believe that to be true. If you can get to that place, then all of a sudden you're able to be empathetic, understanding, and you can maybe see some bridges. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, you're going to quit burning the ones that are already there. Right? right really powerful stuff and so that is the one thing i'd like for everyone in a world that's getting more and more divisive and it is actually why i'm so passionate about getting out now with my book because it is about getting people to realize that my quote-unquote abusive man and i don't usually even call him that but but you know he qualified for sure but i was being mean to him in various ways and by the time i left the marriage i had done an awful lot of sorting that out which has done so much for my kids so that they're much less twisted than I came out of a much more intact situation with my parents. And all of us kids were quite messed up in many ways, right? And needed a lot of personal growth to, to overcome that because my mom kept the war going. You know, we could see what dad was doing, but we also saw she was doing stuff too. Right. It wasn't just one of them. And I actually used to have violent reactions with my mom because I felt like, she was getting away with being the martyr mm. because he was on the surface such so inappropriate right when we, in fact do we struggle so so i love people to really get peace begins with us mm -hmm. and that there are tools and the work is one of them that really can help us get to a peaceful forgiving place and still having whatever protections we need right right oh that's awesome that's great thank you for sharing that yeah. yeah, well, and I mentioned that because really, Andrew, like it's one of the crazy things that in the last year I called the police because of my ex. And I do wish, that even though I totally get, we all behave as well as we know how to at the time. And I was doing more and more of the work in the last year because of how intense things were. I, I also got a beeper at one point, a safety beeper, because I was so scared that he was coming for me. And it is fascinating because 
I still, those things still need to happen. Those boundaries still need to happen. But the more and more gentle I'm getting, even it's the more you detangle and, de and unhook yourself. So energetically, that person does whatever they do. And that includes our political leaders. They do what they do, but we're not depressed, anxious, and powerless anymore. We're able to take action. And I've been able to move through. And, and like I haven't missed work even as a result of all sorts of intense things going on. And people will say to me, oh, Jacqueline, you're so amazing. People in my daily life will say, we don't know how you do it. It's like, it's the tools. It's not me. This is who we are at our core when we shed all this baggage, right? When yeah. Get rid of the clutter that you're talking oh, about. So, so much. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. So, um, talking about unstuffing America, and um, I mean, you having been born in the U.S., but also, I have a I have a, a, a dear friend who's Canadian. And he and when we when we would talk, and he I'd say something about America or something. He's like, "We're all Americans, dude." I mean, I, I'm in North America. You don't get to be an yeah. American. You live in the United States of America, but we're all Americans. So, you know, Central America, South America, North America. It's so the idea of unstuffing America can, can expand beyond the United States of America. What does that mean to you when you think about unstuffing America? Well, I actually think it is so cool. Again, going back to like politics and things like that, that are really riling people up, but not necessarily moving them into action. Our clutter when we are, and so I just, I love your mission. As you know, I've had you on, on the show right. a few times. We'll keep having you on because you're amazing. And your mission is so phenomenally important because it's not just stuff. Right. It's, it's never the it's stuff. Yeah, it's manifesting how we feel about ourselves. It's potentially manifesting in our weight. It's manifesting in all sorts of things because all that stuff, all that clutter is really seeping into every aspect of our, our lives. When we wake up at four o'clock in the morning, we're aware whether consciously or not, how much clutter we have in yeah. our world, right? And that makes a phenomenal difference. So it's robbing us, but as a parenting educator, it's phenomenally hard on our kids too. And the, the simplicity movement in parenting is so important because our kids are drowning in toys, and drowning in opportunities and drowning in extracurricular activities. And at the same time, parents are so stressed out because they're working so hard to provide way too much. Right. And they're, they're working too hard to organize way too much. You know, it's people are just down the wrong track, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, complication begets complication. It's just, it's, uh, I talk about this often when, whenever I'm teaching or speaking is at that, at that pivot point, the simplest question to ask yourself is, is this going to complicate my life or simplify my life? Is, if, is, it, is it in alignment with my values? Is it not in alignment with my values? It might be totally sexy. It might seem like the best thing that you could spend your time doing. And if you think it all the way through, does it get you any closer to where you want to be? Even if where you want to be is sitting on yourself with a bowl of popcorn watching television, right? It doesn't, being somewhere doesn't mean some sort of external fabulous life necessarily, you know, jet setting around the world. I, there's no value attached to where there is. It's just that idea of we are presented with many, many decisions throughout the day. Is this complicating your life or simplifying your life? And if what you really want is more free time to do the things that matter to you and less things tugging at you psychically, psychologically, emotionally, physically, in your space, make the simpler choice. 
it, mm. it might not be comfortable or familiar in the moment that you're doing it if it's new behavior, but over time it will become the habit of, yeah, no, thank you. Sounds great. No, thank you. Not this, yes. not this time, not now. Doesn't, no, thank you. No, thank you. You don't, mm. you don't have to pick something up and bring it home just because it's in front of you, right? Mm. I mean, if it's a starving puppy or it's a little child, you know, by all means, let's get them, you know, let's get them warm and dry and safe and, and fed. But if it's, whether it's a, something on sale at Target or the thrift mm. store or a garage sale or Neiman Marcus, it does, or your, your, you know, your deceased parents' home, it doesn't matter where it came from. If it doesn't serve you, if it's not going to, if it's not going to support you in living the life that you want to live, dragging it home and deferring the decision of what you're going to do with it to later yeah. or someday, you're, 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 unconsciously but willfully complicating your life and it would be so much easier to just say no thank you right i mean I, chances are for most of us who are listening to this podcast we have everything we need mm. i mean there's a roof over our head that isn't leaking we have food mm. in our bellies and if we're not if we're hungry we can go get food there's hot and cold water when we turn on the tap you have Chances are you have clean clothes on your body unless you don't want to have clean clothes on your body. So all of that stuff's taken care of. Your relative comfort is done. This idea of being uncomfortable is such a, it's such a trap. It's such a, it's such a lie that the, the momentary discomfort is nothing compared to you're taken care of already. It's so you can let go of that what feels like an acute moment of, oh, I have to, you know, this is the, this toaster is going to yeah. fix my life. It's a toaster, you know, before and I want to, I want to jump in and correct. Yeah, please. Really. I'll tell you what, what in many ways is my number one pet peeve is we, and I didn't realize earlier that this is what I could have answered. <laughs> is the fact that we talk about how hard it is to just get by nowadays. I live in, I think it's a 1,700 square foot house on one floor, two-story two house, five bedrooms den. It, it was huge for four of us. And, and last while, it's been just me for a little while. It's really made me that much more conscious. My roommate jokes and calls it a, a palace, right, that I live in. But you know what? Most of us live in palaces nowadays. Right. We really do live in palaces. So when I look back on, on my grandparents' modest home, compared to my home right uh, it's phenomenal the difference and you know i'm going through i'm just about out of personal bankruptcy and i took our one of our corporations into corporate bankruptcy this opulence actually didn't serve us you know there was other things going on for why we ended up going bankrupt but and and that was part of my journey of getting out the divorce was sure, being bankrupt um but it's fascinating because you just look at how much stress we're causing ourselves and we're seeing well, I got to provide all these things for our kids. No, we need to provide leadership to our kids. We need to provide to them a sense of what's really important. And that extra thing, and of course, we buy so many things because we're stressed. Right. And if we just realize, I am excited. People have said, are you sad about leaving you know, the big home? No, I'm not. I'm excited. I'm really excited to simplify and be in a smaller house. And I've talked with other people, Barbara Colorosa is a parenting educator who's well known, and her and I were just talking recently about how she's gone from this massive house to a small one. It's liberating. Yes. It's amazing when you don't. So 
but I'm not experiencing stress that requires me to run out and buy things. Right. And if I was, then the personal bankruptcy might've actually been really painful because right. my ability to buy things has been happening in yeah. the short, right? No, well, you can, you can also call me. You can just give me a call and say, Hey, I'm at the mall yes. and I'm about to buy something. Do I need to? <laughs> and Andrew, I wanted to say, what are you brilliant? You have so many brilliant things. And that idea of you know, everything that comes in, one thing goes out. Brilliant. Yeah. But here's one that is stuck with me every time. Like if I put a paper down, I'll have your voice in my head saying deferred decision, deferred mm -hmm. decision. Like, so, so then it helps me find that little ounce of willpower to say, oh, where's that paper go? Right. And it's really phenomenal. So you have so many powerful, powerful tips that just are, they don't require more work. And that's right. part of what I love about it. That doesn't require any more work. And then taking that paper all the way to where it goes reduces that mental clutter and makes me feel more relaxed and more in control of my life. And then I don't get a stressful thought. It makes me want to buy something to feel better. Right? That's excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, I mean, that's I, I, the one of the satisfying th things about this work as I've, as I've developed it and share it with folks is that it really, at its heart and its whole focus is about simplification, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, have enough stuff that serves you. I'm not suggesting everybody mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a minimalist. And at the same time, if you're spending more time managing things than having experiences and being mm -hmm. in relationship with the people that you want to be in a relationship with, you just have to look at the stuff and say, it's not serving me. I, there's too much stuff here. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's devoid of the story. It's really easy to make the choice. Well, no, I want to, I want to be able to show up for the things that matter. I don't, and, Spending my time rearranging old copies of magazines is not, who cares? I mean, if I'm not reading the magazines, who cares if they're in alphabetical order or chronological order? I'm never going to look at them again. Why have I even saved them? Why have I gone to the container store to buy a nice little cardboard box to put them in to display them on my bookcase? I never opened them. I barely read them when they came in. Yes, so. books are one of the things that I've done some good decluttering on because I love books, but there's a library and I will keep using the library as well as, you know, I do certainly have a few shelves of business sure. and personal sure. books that I've honed down to, but those are ones I really truly believe I'll go back to. And I love the library. One, yeah, and it's a fun thing though to go through and look a year from now and see which things I've used genuinely. Yeah. Excellent. Well, um, as we wrap up, um, do you have any final thoughts, anything you want to share with our fellow unstuffers? Well, I want to say that, you know, this is the journey worth going on. Absolutely. Because being becoming conscious of what stuff is doing to us mm -hmm. opens us up in the short term. We could feel bad and, and even feel bad at the money we've wasted or the experiences we've not had as moms, you know, I'm always working with moms and we are so hard on ourselves nowadays and and have so many issues with perfectionism perfectionism so it's about being gentle with ourselves mm -hmm. as we realize wait a minute i've gone quite a ways down the road i don't want to be on and time to start shifting gears and not getting stressed out one little thing at a time you know one as you talk about if you quit putting i'm looking at my filing rack here right so <laughs> if, if you every time you put something down from now for the next year you just quit deferring decisions, right. you're helping to be dramatically more organized. So it's so doable. And it is about small actions and 
choosing though staying committed and getting the support you need which i know you provide fabulous support yeah oh well thank you that's great so um if folks want to learn more about you and your work where can they go greatparentingshow.com and I would, can I mention one thing that I know? Sure, of course. Yeah. The very um, early in 2018, we have already started putting together top five, um, the top five New Year's resolutions that parents have. And we're putting together some speakers to address that because oh, awesome. it's fascinating. I've done lots of big shows and I will do big shows again, but there's an interesting balance because that can cause mental clutter. Too, yep. for parents doing they have to listen to all of them of so we're course. doing something more simple where we're going to have fewer experts over a fewer period of time so that people can really concentrate and Excellent. save us a lot of time because busy parents need that so yeah greatparentingshow.com you opt into my community and you'll hear more as that unfolds perfect well Jacqueline as always it's lovely to see you it's lovely to talk with you I'm, I'm so happy that you spent some time with us and um, we'll have you back on the show again Sounds great, Andrew. Yes, and can't wait to have you on, hopefully, as part of this series, because definitely too much, too much, too much. is a Yeah, well, in the new year, it's Especially. one of those times when people are, they are at once overwhelmed, having just survived the holidays, and at the same time, they're turning the corner, looking at the new year, and there is that, it's a real thing of like, oh, I have a clean slate. What do I want the new year yes. to be like? And too often, as we know, I, what the 73% of New Year's resolutions fail within the first three weeks. I mean, the statistics are, I mean, people, it's, it's like Lucy and Charlie Brown with the football. Every year they don't keep the resolutions, but they are so willing to try it one more time with no new technology, no new thought yeah. process. It's just, it's the same thing. Like I'm, you know, a spit and a promise. And this year is going to be the year that I change my behavior. It's, it, it'd be great to watch people break through that that barrier and actually create lasting change for themselves. So yeah. And they have to get support to do it. Yeah. Period. All right. So. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. Uh, everybody. I, uh, thanks for tuning in. I look forward to, uh, our next episodes here at unstuff America. You can find more about us at andrewmellon.com, M E L L E N.com and at unstuff America. Thanks for joining us, Jacqueline. Great to see you. And we'll catch thanks you all next time. Thanks for listening time. to unstuff America. If you like what you've heard, please leave us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit andrewmellon.com, where you can get Andrew's three-day quick start course. It's the quickest way to jumpstart your organizing efforts now.